Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you once again for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I am Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios. Joining me in studio today is Safari Mike. Mike, how are you? Jumbo, Dave. Um, before we begin, let me apologize in advance. Uh, my toddler has been bringing home some wonderful gifts uh, for us from uh, his daycare for the last few weeks, <laughs> and I've had a perpetual cough and running nose and all these wonderful things that he's had uh so if you hear me drop off to go and cough or you're just annoyed by the nasally quality of my voice i do apologize uh i'll do my best to let mike do as much of the talking as possible tonight well then it'll be one of the bad shows <laughs> that's for sure um no doubt about that. Uh, we had plans to do a completely different subject on the show on our next show but of course this past weekend, we were inundated with quite a bit of news, and we want to get through all of that. It all really, mu- pretty much, except for one or two things, stems from the Destination D, mm-hmm. uh, which was this past weekend. Um, we are recording this on the 22nd, and it just completed, uh, I guess, Sunday or, you know, uh, yeah, two days ago. Yeah, yeah it was Friday um, through Sunday. We have a lot of Animal Kingdom stuff to talk about. We also have a lot of other things to talk about. I'm sure this is going to divulge uh, or this is going to devolve into a uh, complaining fest later on because I've already been given some of the world news uh, <laughs> items, and I'm certain that this is not going to be for the people who want to hear nothing but positive things about Disney. But let's talk be- first about the Animal Kingdom. Um, we're going to end the show with discussing a quite a bit of news about Pandora, which we were expecting. But I want to start off, uh, before we go to the world news, I want to start off with a couple of quick um, Animal Kingdom related uh, news items. And one really is a news item that never really happened. Yes. Which is. Start off with the absence of news. <laughs> right. We were expecting. Um, some information on the Rivers of Light, maybe some hard information on when we would get an opening. We thought there might even be a preview preview show of some kind. And there was a very strange article reported last week, a couple weeks ago now, about a potential preview of the Rivers of Light show going on at um, the Animal Kingdom. This goes back at least a week, if not more. You're talking about the one overnight or whatever? Yeah, it was a weird article because what it was saying, and I and I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I didn't believe it to begin with. What it, if? I mean, I'm reading it now from what you wrote, Mike, on the news right. on JohnBoyRuin.com. But um, I think it was Orlando Park news that music brought. was heard by people outside of the right. park. There's a couple of problems with that. <laughs> uh, first, it said it was after midnight. So, what regular person is hanging around outside of the park after midnight? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, the second thing is, where outside of the park would they be? Are they sitting in their car waiting for something to happen? And how would they recognize the Rivers of Light music? 
They'd never heard it before. No, they would just be hearing music. Correct. They would just be hearing music. So we don't know. Right. So that got turned into this. There must have been executives being there for Rivers right. of Light. There's absolutely no reason to believe any of that is true. Um, but that went around for a while. There was also a rumor that Mike reported for a while that um, Rivers of Light had been thrown into operations. operations, which means that it's taken the step out of Imagineering and into and, the actual process of going into and it. And that was from multiple places, not not so much the... I understand. That, yep. The, no, I know that the, one was. Right. The other it. one was from just one, Orlando right. Park News. But the switching to operations, I've heard that from numerous different places. Yeah, and so... Both we, publicly and in private. So we thought that this was going to happen. Um, not only has it not happened, but... Um, Mike, I get. Uh, I, I nobody thought said I, a word. Nobody about mentioned of Light. a word about it, and I think I read somewhere, maybe on your Twitter feed, that now you're sort of convinced that this isn't going to happen in the near future. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you think this think is going to be like an Earth Day thing or something like that? That's what I'm, I'm starting to get concerned, if that's the word you want to use. That even if it's ready to rock and roll, they have decided, based upon maybe not the greatest. Reaction to some of the nighttime stuff. It's not um, as of today. You know that the nighttime stuff. Okay, it's not very crowded. I don't, I don't mean to say that people don't love it. Everybody who goes loves it, but it's well, it's not super crowded at night. Um, I think maybe the game plan is, and I, this is just speculation on my part completely, is that even if it's ready to rock and roll, Rivers of Light. They may have said to themselves, because of what we'll hear, we'll talk about Avatar later, and right. when that's coming, right. that we're just going to push this Rivers of Light back, bring it out, roll it out, maybe before Avatar, but only a few Slightly. weeks, a month or two before Avatar <laughs> comes out, and and then rock, and then push it, and have everything kind of summer of 2017. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's my thought. Yeah, and, and I don't disagree with that, not at this point, when you consider how late it is in the game. I mean, at this point, the, the, the whole rumor and the idea that it was going to be ready and rolled out for the holiday season, I mean, seems three very days and now is Thanksgiving. Yeah, it seems very unlikely. I and mean, that ship has just about sailed out of port. I mean, the, ho- the, the, the true holiday season for um, Disney World is Isn't only that- a matter of eight or ten days. I mean, you have the you have the, well, okay. the you have the few days around Thanksgiving, sure. and then it's not a holiday season up sure. until the week of Christmas. So it's right. it's a big week for them. <laughs> yeah, it's one me. of the biggest. It's a big week for them, but it is only a week, and mm-hmm. then after that we have well, more like ten days, but that's neither here yeah, there. Yeah, and then after that we have um, you know a real dead time for a matter of a few weeks too, with a couple of spikes here and there and a few different holidays. Right, but it doesn't pick up again really big until spring, which would make a lot of sense. Would be, be, be a good a good part a good point for them to do that. Um, I don't know when Easter is this year. I, I don't either. I think it's I in want, March. Yeah, so that's well before uh, Earth Day. Yeah. But yep. I'm thinking they might be just saying, you know what? We missed this Earth Day. Let's pull it for the next one. Yeah. I at mean, this point, it what's d- the point? Doesn't, what doesn't, does it make? It, yeah, it doesn't seem to make much difference at all. Um, so we don't have any more information. We were hoping for a lot of information. We got nothing. Zero. Yeah. I mean, zero. <laughs> zero. Right. And, and Rody was doing a an art a uh, lecture, I guess you'd call it, right, on the past and the future. It sounded more like it was about the past. There was a lot of stuff about, <laughs> right. like you know what they how they went about researching it, right. and going to Africa, and all right. that kind of stuff. We just it assumed fantastic. I'd love to sit right. there, but it wasn't really um, gotcha. giving you too much info on what what's coming. Uh, so um, you know, as information pours out, we'll let you know. Um, you know, we're all both of us are kind of disappointed. We both have uh, trips scheduled. 
uh, after the holidays, and I was hoping to see it. And yep. uh, my fingers are crossed that it's you know still going to happen. Um, but you know, like Mike said, it's it's you know. I, 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 I don't see much point in delaying it, although I do agree with you, Mike, about how um, some of the, you know, I mean, th- listen, we were opening up everything that's open now in mm-hmm. in the Animal Kingdom at night was there as support for Rivers of Light. I right, mean, I understand you, that. You know what I mean? It was something for people to do for the couple of hours in the, right. win- in the winter before Rivers of Light would come on. Um, and... You know, even Kilimanjaro Safaris was just so that we can have animals in the animal kingdom mm-hmm. at night as some kind. The rest is all music. This is not stuff that people come over there for. The The Tree of Life Awakening is fabulously well received. People line up for that, um, you know, and they, you, you know, and that's done well. But still, it's not a showstopper kind of thing. Right. I, I think the, the park is not as crowded as they wanted it to be at Be-bud. night. But. It, and but the that's Jungle because Book thing was disappointing, right? And that's because there is no show there. It was crowded there at night when the Jungle Book was a big deal for those first couple of weeks. Yeah, and then it died. Uh, then it died when when reviews started, right. reviews started coming out that it wasn't really worth it. <laughs> Hi, folks. This is Dave. Just dropping in a little bit of an update. Uh, Everything Mike and I just talked about really was made obsolete a couple of hours later when all of the Disney News um, sites reported that November 27th and November 28th will be two dates for cast member previews of the Rivers of Light. So obviously our idea that maybe they're holding this off uh, until the spring is incorrect and instead it appears it is going to be opening before the holidays and we might start to get some uh, previews and some soft openings for our regular guests, uh, you know, any day now. So stay tuned for all of that. This should all be happening next week, and we'll have a lot more information on it as we get it. But we are pretty confident in this. Um, it hasn't been officially announced yet. Disney doesn't officially announce cast member previews, not usually. Um, but, uh, you know, every everybody's on this, and it's been verified by multiple sources. So we should have Rivers of Light sooner rather than later. Now back to the show. Um. Okay, so let's move on to our other Animal Kingdom story that's not Destination D related, and that is that Dinosaur has finally reopened. Mm -hmm. And we have, um, you know, it's it's a it's a facelift. It's a it's a perking up, a sprucing up. Of did you the, see it? I did of the uh, of the attraction. There's some few little effects changes and improvements. The lighting looks great. The screens, um, yeah, yep. the, the dinosaurs running in the background and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, they did looks, some neat little yeah. detail changes. The story is the same. Mm-hmm. The spiel is the same. Everything is the same. It's just that in the ride portion itself, some of the details have been sort of spruced up and, and changed. As you said, the sound seems better, or at least That's I mean, hard it's hard to tell, to tell on yeah. YouTube. But it's I can hear like the dinosaur chasing them as they're in the car, right? right. Um, and the lighting seems much better. But again, I'm watching it on YouTube. That's hard to really gauge. But uh, you know, it's open. They did add some effects, definitely that uh, that were not there before. Um, you know, some additional dinosaurs running around and stuff like that. So it's cool. Now, all the rest of the um, Animal Kingdom news that I had for us is Pandora-related and D23-related. Yeah. So let's save that for the end, and let's go to the world news. And let's try not to um, <laughs> Dave, pine away too much here. We're going to go to uh, Star Wars Land and World Showcase. But first, let's talk Magic Bands. At Destination D, Disney released <laughs> concept for... Uh, the or were released or showed off yeah, Magic Band's Part yeah. Do, 
um, which are much, much bigger than the Magic Bands in the past. Oh, good. The reason for that is there's essentially a <laughs> puck on the on the uh, yeah. Magic Band you that look you like can you're in a watch remove. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like a watch, but you can remove it and you can put it on lanyards, like uh, belt things uh, in your pocket. You don't necessarily have to have so you a have magic band. band anymore. You right. can, you know, you can have it in uh, necklaces, whatever you want. Uh, I guess there'll, there'll probably be a whole slew of different things that you can purchase for fourteen ninety nine to to hold the new magic band. Um, but they are going to start rolling <laughs> these things out in uh, early next year, I believe. They might start to sprinkle them out towards the end of this year, but expect early two thousand seventeen to see the new magic bands. The question I have is, will you be able to pick? Uh, which one you want? You want the standard Magic Band? That's just a. Oh yeah. Or are you going to be forced to get the new Puck thing? I don't know. Well, I mean, they send it to you. True, but so but, you get what they send. Well, yeah, but you can customize. You can customize it, it so you might be able yeah. to pick which one you want. On it, the- it, it stuns me that um, it really does. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I can't believe that that many people said, "No, I don't want to wear a band. I want to have something that I could stash away." I don't know. Uh, and that so many people did that, that they felt the need to change the media itself and make it a more expensive media. Um, and also, <clears throat> when you consider how many are on the shelves now, mm-hmm. they're all uh, essentially obsolete soon, sooner or later, um, certainly going to need to be replaced in stores. Um, when you consider all the different designs they've done, all the different um, graphic designs they've done. They now have to retrofit all of those to this new band. Well, if they sure do if tend to go over, if they do intend to go over to that new one entirely. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be an option or not. It, it, I, I, I can't sus- imagine they're going to keep both of them around. I just. I suspect. It doesn't make sense manufacturing wise. It really does. Not doesn't. to be cynical. I, you know, you know, I try not to be too cynical. Right. But perhaps the. Um, sure. <laughs> the, the impetus for this. Is the ability to sell not just different bands, but a whole slew of accessories that uh, incorporate your Magic Band puck, for lack of a better terms. Whether it's lanyards, I see. Whether it's okay. you know necklaces, whether it's belt right. buckle things, or or you know whatever, uh, whatever it may be. I wonder if a lot of people. I, I wonder how sales went on the sort of. Uh, fun design, non-freebie magic pants. I don't know. <coughs> I mean, I saw people with them, but not that not a tremendous amount I didn't of see that many, but there's certainly a lot of them to pick from. Right. There's a million of them out there. Anyway, so we'll see. What's next? Dave, Disney released, uh, and I use the term loosely, new concept art for Star Wars, um, Star Wars Land, excuse me. Um, it is essentially the same exact picture we saw or concept before, except they just turned off the lights. Um, and now it's at nighttime. Uh, look at the same land. There's no new details of any of the shops or rides or anything of that nature. Um, I don't know if you have a comment with that, but I can. None. Okay. We've Part- discussed this entirely, this picture. Yes, ad nauseum. Yep. Part two, though, a little bit more interesting, I think, is that Disney also announced that a new mission it will be incorporated into Star Tours. They're working on it now, and it's going to incorporate elements of episode eight. It's not going to include the movie coming out in a couple weeks, Rogue One. It's going to inc- oh, be, be part of um, uh, episode eight. <clears throat> so that, I assume, they'll have that ready to rock and roll probably sometime around the release date, which is, I believe, 
December 15th or 17th of 2017. So in about a year from now, you'll see the new mission for Star Tours. Good. Cool. Yeah. I mean, this is what they want to do. Wanted to plug in different <coughs> missions and stuff like that. So that yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice change. All right, Dave. Now to get to the um, <laughs> oh, God. Epcot. Uh, they announced, although without any details whatsoever, that Epcot is going to get an overhaul. <coughs> I'm assuming this mostly means Future World, but I don't know that for a fact. Um, they did say Epcot, but I'm assuming they're talking Future World. That um, Bob Shapek, is that how you pronounce his last name? I don't know. Chapek, whatever. Um, he was telling Imagineers to, quote unquote, dream big in fixing the park. He also stated that the changes and additions will be, quote-unquote, Disney, timeless, relevant, and family-friendly. And he added that Epcot would remain true to its original vision. Now, you, Dave, I believe, tend to focus on the... Oh, I, I, I believe I tend to focus on the only thing that he says here that matters. You're going um, to quote him? Yes. Okay. Uh, and there's a great article in the Orlando Sentinel <laughs> that talks about um, this transformation, and they take the same kind of leap I take, um, which is the first thing out of his mouth is it will be more Disney. Now, that only means one thing, Mike. That means that means you, Guardians of the Galaxy, Universe <clears throat> of Energy. No. Doctor no, Strange. No, 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 okay, no. Because those things aren't Disney. I mean, they are. Well, they sure they are. But what that means to me, it will be more Disney means it will be more bringing in of the Disney intellectual property. So that means more characters, essentially. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> okay, it could be Guardians of the Galaxy. But Guardians of the Galaxy is not... He also says the word family-friendly somewhere in there. He does. Okay, so that's not Guardians of and the Galaxy. And also he says timeless. And timeless. Whatever that means. Well, that to me, that Disney and timeless are the same kind of things. So it's not Guardians of the Galaxy. It's though because that's not family friendly. Okay. So I'm so what 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 it says to me is what they did with Frozen at Norway Uh is going to be incorporated in many more places throughout the park. So you are now going to hear more about the Ratatouille ride, which I don't really have that much of a problem with. Or um, you know, you name it. There's going to be Snow White stuff in Germany. We can go on and on. We can do this forever. Um, this is this is the way forward, and then that's going to be the template for somehow creating um, futuristic <laughs> type things in Future World. But they're going to also follow along those lines of incorporating um, the characters. So, are you concerned that it's going to be the universe of energy? energy- Brought to you by Pinocchio and you know Journey to Imagination with in Alice in Wonderland. Is that is that what you're basically worried about? Yes. I mean, what I mean I'm, I'm being silly to a point here, but I yeah, mean, no. I think the better um, the better example would be everything's going to go the in Future World. Everything's going to go more the way of the Nemo attraction. Okay. Um, where we may continue to have some things <laughs> in there. But all of the rides that need refurbishment, that need sprucing up, mm-hmm. okay? So if, I mean, it's probably time. I mean, we, we talked about um, Guardians of the, we talked about Alan's Energy Adventure. It's time to just get rid of that. That is a, 
Redo it. It'd be just all, it's just awful. Get it, get it out. Um, they have an entire plaza, or entire building there they don't use. Mm-hmm. Um, Mission Space is certainly not keeping up its end of the bargain. Nope. Test Track doesn't need to go anywhere. Well, the test Track won't, won't go anywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> Neither will Soren. Neither will Soren. Spaceship Earth, could they could just change what it's done in there. But those other attractions that I've been mentioning, the innovations, the interventions right. area, all of those areas are going to turn into... Um, you know, more Disney. <laughs> it's pretty plain what that means. And then but, sort of as an afterthought at the end, he goes, oh, and it will stay true to its original vision. Of course it's not. I mean, <laughs> We have to see what they're going to do. I, I, I agree. But let me just Its original the, uh, vision means that, that we're going to have Future World in the front and the World Showcase in the back. That's the original vision he's going to stay to. Okay. So, so we're not going to turn the front of the park into... Something completely different. We're going to stay with the future theme. We're just going to Disney fight. That's Which all. I, it depends on what they do, but I don't necessarily automatically have a problem with it. Now, if they're going to say we're taking down the universe of energy and putting in a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, that I don't want because that is not the part of the. That's not part of the idea. <laughs> But if they decide, say, hey, we're going to redo Universe of Energy, and now, you know, Wally and the effects of global climate and that kind of stuff, I'm fine. That wouldn't be so bad. If they use the characters from Big Hero 6 um, with regards to, you know, the, there's a, a science fair in there and like futuristic stuff um, and innovations and stuff like that in that, in that movie, if they kind of use that to sort of do stuff. That are is future world e. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I need to see what they're going to do. This just sort of blanket statement um, tells me nothing. And the other thing I would add is that, again, depending on what they do in World Showcase, like for example, if they put the Rat Tattooey ride that's in Disney Paris <coughs> in France, I don't really have a problem with that. I mean, that's France. It's not like the Norway thing because that's right. not Norway, Arendelle. But at least Rat Tattooey takes place in Paris. I, I'm, I don't know how you feel about that, but Walt Disney, yeah. when he created Web Enterprises yeah, but, uh, in the 1950s or whatever it had to be uh, to start um, <laughs> Disneyland, pulled animators. He also pulled engineers, uh-huh. pulled all these other people in. And when he created Disneyland, he said, "This this place, Fantasyland, is where we're going to do the things for the kids with the movies and the rides." And for the rest of the property, I want you to create a new experience and create, uh, essentially what he said was, new intellectual properties that will arise from here. We want you to be creative and you to design things. And from out of that came the Country Bears, right. Space Mountain. Um, sure, that's my preference too. Uh, you know, the I Jungle want another, Cruise. I want another Dreamfinder. The Pirates for crying out right. loud. Their hat, to me... In order to really be what Disney was that I fell in love with 20 years ago, so to speak, or even longer than that. Yeah, really. Come on, Dave. (laughs) I I tried, Mike, 35 years ago. 20 years ago. Um, That part has to be there. And we're just, and what Iger has done from the beginning is slowly chipped it away. And Epcot was one of those places where. It was interesting enough. It was fun. It was cool. It had all the things you wanted in it, mm-hmm. and, and it, it didn't. I didn't need Mickey Mouse to tell me that this is fun. I knew it anyway. 
I didn't need to rehash a story of a movie I've seen a million times. There was a place for us to go for those of us who don't watch cartoons, Mike. And that's the part that I think we lose sight of. Well, it's I mean, okay. Not everybody who walks in that door. I mean, most people who listen to this podcast do love all those cartoons, but not everybody who walks in those doors do. And the more and more we cut that down, the fewer and fewer places there are for people who aren't into that. So, in my view, you're getting rid of the the sort of you know the, the sort of versatility that the that the that the parks have. I mean, it isn't just a place for families with little kids who want to see Mickey Mouse. It was a place for everybody. If you wanted to go on your honeymoon and you weren't a Disney fan, you could do that because there were so many non-Disney things. There was enough Disney where we knew it was fun and we liked it and all that, but we could spend days at Epcot as just a couple of adults on a, on a trip. And the more and more we chip that away... I think the more detrimental it becomes, not only to the guest experience, but also to their bottom line in the long term. They're turning everything into a marketing feel, and this is it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is the first words I have heard that says Epcot is gone for good. And I'm a person who fought with the Epcot purists when they were changing Mission Space, or, you know, took Horizons out and all these things. I'm the one that said, hey, listen, give them time, see what they can do. You know, let's see what happens. But if I'm going to hear this, that we're taking Epcot and making it Disneyed, I'm out. Well, we'll I have no interest. I, I, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I think we have to see. It's going to be I'm going to come to Harambe and Anandapur, and then that's it. That's the only things yeah. I do. The, well, Unless I'm there with my kid who wants to see all these other things. Star Wars Land, Dave. Don't forget Star well, Wars yeah, Land is coming. Yeah, I can't. I think they can just have all my money for that. But especially if I can ride the Falcon. But uh, but you, but that's kind of how I feel. I understand the concern, you know? but I don't, I'm not sure if that sentence that he says there is telling us we are getting Universe of Energy with Pinocchio. I don't, again, I'm being facetious a little bit, but I don't know if it's saying that. We have to see. Let's see. If you now, if they announce, <coughs> you know, uh, next summer, hey everybody, the, it's going to be the universe of energy with Groot and Rocket Raccoon, and uh, Journey into Imagination is going to have I don't know, you know, whatever uh, Yoda, whatever, or or uh, you know, Inside Out or whatever. Okay, you say. yeah. Then I'll say to you, all right, yeah. I mean, this is this is dreadful. I don't see what else he could mean by this. I really don't. I don't know. Oh, well, I guess we'll find out. At least he's telling the Imagineers to dream big. Yeah, but he's also saying to make it Disney. Um, <laughs> the other thing that comes to mind on something like this is, um, you know, I'm going to talk more about this in our next show, uh, about my experiences with um, food and wine this past uh, Oh, we have couple a, we got to get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, and I'll get more into it later. Excuse me again. I'm sorry about the coughing. But um, how are you going to have a family-friendly park with, with rides with cute little characters and then have food and wine take place. If we, we all know my opinion on food and wine. I mean, I don't know how those two things go together. Speaking of food and wine. I mean, you practically have to put a fence up around the frozen <laughs> line right? on a Saturday night at no, food and terrible. wine. It's terrible. Anyway, so that's my feeling. I know people are going to get on my case about it. Um, I, I, You know... At this point, I have to be proven wrong. Hope, hopefully, I'll start to see things that are different. I don't have 
any I mean even the per people at the Orlando Sentinel the next <laughs> the ne the next paragraph talks about the frozen ride mm -hmm. that replaced it and then talks about all the other things like the possible ratatouille thing and all the places that have need to be replaced and will be placed and I think uh um I honestly don't have a problem if they put Ratatouille in France. I really don't. I mean, again, that's a... They, they use a great David Koenig uh, uh, quote where he talks about the Mickey Mousing of every Disney park on the planet. Well, <coughs> no, I no, He's just that. an author. He's not a person in the, in, into it, but, um, you know? I, 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 that's gonna... If they tell me Ratatouille's coming to France, I'm not going to say boo about it. It's when they start telling me. See, I would. I don't have Put a problem it with that. in the studios. You have a whole Pixar land. Why do we need a Pixar ride in Epcot? World Showcase doesn't need people. It has more than enough people. Put yeah. it in the the park that needs rides and is geared towards that. Can you make a spot where I can go? <laughs> you know. Where I don't need to worry about that kind of stuff. Where I can just walk around and enjoy myself. You That's what World Showcase was. See, the thing, though, about a ride like Ratatouille is, I mean, it's it's indoors. It's not in, it's not, it's very un <coughs> unobtrusive. Um, you know, maybe the mic line might be coming out. But, I mean, the Frozen thing was ridiculous because yeah. they shoehorn Frozen into, a, you know, a eat dead that, horse. Right, right. But, but not only that, but a, a ride that didn't have the capacity exactly, to handle it. Exactly, exactly. So you're you're stuck with a bottleneck there. I don't think that's necessarily true with a rat tattoo ride. Well, we don't know. I don't want roller coasters. I don't want anything like that in World Showcase. I don't want anything, a, 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 like I said, obtrusive. And I don't think rat tattoo would fit the theme of Paris. It's even kind of yeah. aesthetically the same. I'm okay with it. I'm I wouldn't cry over spilled milk about that. But again, if they do, you know, they say, hey, we're taking out Dreamfinder and Figment and putting in you know, the characters <coughs> from. Uh, um, you know, inside out or something like that. You know, then I'm gonna have to start to have a problem and start to agree that that's actually what they're they're doing here. If you want to have a ride that tours Paris, if that's what the Ratatouille ride does, it kind of is. I was under the, the impression that okay, so if we're gonna tour through Paris and we're going to point out what we're doing, what we're looking at, no, not really. It's not like okay. That. Well, then it's more like a romp through some of the restaurants and streets of Paris. I think. I, I again. I just don't agree. I don't. I don't. I, there's a place for it. You want a thrill ride for Pixar? Put it in the thrill ride for Pixar place. That's just put it. Put it over there in the studios. That's just where I think it should go. Yeah, but I, I don't want to keep going back and yeah, forth about I mean, this. We're, we're, you were going to mention something else about Epcot yes, too. Disney announced a brand. <laughs> this new is hilarious. Festival coming to Epcot. Let me, don't tell me. It's going to have something to do with food. Yes, There's going to be kiosks with food. I would imagine. Oh, The Epcot International Shocker. Festival of the Arts will debut on January 13th, 2017 through February 20th, 2017. Um, it will it is the it'll be a, the, what they call the trifecta of global masterpieces combining visual, <coughs> culinary and performing arts for six weekends. So from you have historical art from Mary Blair and Herb Reibman on the art of Epcot to current uh, Disney artists will have some of their wares uh, out there to, to for you to peruse. Um, there will also, of course, be you know booths for food and, and drink and all that kind of stuff. So they're and they're also going to have excuse me they're also going to the um, the theater over by um, the America Pavilion are going to have uh, favorite music and Broadway talent. 
okay. shown over the weekend. So that's the visual ver- and uh, performing arts. So they're trying to shoehorn food somehow into the arts? Yes. Like they're trying to convince us that one of the great humanities of the world, one, one of, of the, the great, great art arts, forms. art forms of the world, yes. is... It's performance, painting, and, and kiosk food. And kiosk food. And reheated uh, Boy, that's really, that's really stretching. Um, um, I mean, we talked about this a few <coughs> weeks ago. They've added... Uh, booths for the, right. the holidays. I mean, they're just. I mean, it's, we're getting to the point where the booths just gonna stay out there. It's just gonna be a different reason to have them there. And you know, I'm starting to think. And one of the thoughts that went through, I, I, and Mike and I have been, we've said that a couple of times about how you know sooner or later it's just gonna be food and wine, twelve months of the year, um, except for when it's really really busy and they don't want to have to have you know the extra help on hand. Um, Not only that, but it clogs up. It's bad enough. Oh, when with the again, we'll talk about that. On our next show, I am going to have a this, rant about food and wine. Seems a little wine. bit more low key, more like flower and garden. That doesn't my, quite have the impact. Right. My hope is that if they, if a few of these other events, flower and garden, maybe they tweak that a little bit, um, you know, and and call it flower and vegetable, yeah, <laughs> or something, flower and food festival. Um, and then, you know, this one, the arts, if they gain popularity, that it might ease some of the tension off of food and wine, that people might then use these other festivals as an excuse to go and act like idiots mm-hmm. in Epcot and not just in food and wine mm-hmm. um, and try to ease a little bit of the pressure on the rest of us who are trying to attend Epcot during food and wine right? and 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 don't want to drink Mm-hmm. pictures of beer um <laughs> so they do hope that uh, i'm gonna be there for this <clears throat> yes you are for this festival so i i will report on this festival well, dave so will i yeah just dawned on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll both be there for it it seems a little hastily put together doesn't it i mean they're they're well, popping they, up they, for they haven't years, announced any any no they haven't announced talent any or, anything or anything like that yeah for years we have heard that this January, February, you know, post Christmas would before, be a spot for it. Yeah, would, you know, I've heard rumors that they were going to do like a future fair up more up front and do like the technology and right, stuff. Right, like, right. Uh, they found their uh, they found their niche here, and they're going to do Festival of the Arts. We'll see. We'll see if you know people really care about it one way or the other. Anything else from the world, Dave? It's time to play America's oh, favorite no. game. <coughs> Guess blindsided that once again. Price. Okay, am I going to need a pen? Uh, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Dave, the Kingdom Cabanas are coming to the Magic Kingdom. Did you hear about this? (laughs) Here's the extent of what I know. I I read a tweet from, I think, Len Testa that such a thing might happen. Situated near Space Mountain in Before you go on, I just assumed he was kidding. This is, it's worse because because what he said was you're going to be able to get like a beach cabana in Tomorrowland. Yes, I just assumed he was joking. It's actually not even as nice as a beach cabana. It's a white tent with like some couches in it. I've seen them. You have? Uh, yeah, they're online. You can see them. They, they, you can okay. start using them on November 27th. They're oh ready my to god! Rock and roll. Oh, so he really wasn't kidding. No. <laughs> Situated near Space Mountain in Tomorrowland, the cabanas can accommodate up to eight guests. They sort of look like the tents like the security guards use up at front. You know those those little security tents? Yeah. That's what they look like. Really? Where are they? Uh, over by Space Mountain, over by where the old uh, Skyway station is. 
they're really obtrusive. They're ugly. I was going to say it's, it's right in the middle. Okay. It don't look anything like Tomorrowland. <laughs> Tomorrowland was bad enough, and it's just getting worse. Okay. The amenities for the Kingdom Cabanas include private and shaded seating. That's going to look like an Occupy uh, Occupy Tomorrowland protest going on there. Cold beverages. Oh, you get cold beverages. Snacks. Okay. A lockable storage trunk. Electronic device charging stations. Okay. Sunscreen. Okay. Hand sanitizer. Insect repellent. A small refrigerator. <coughs> one fruit basket. A one-time delivery of ice cream novelties and desserts. Novelty? So so packaged, packaged ice cream. I'm assuming, yeah. but only a one-time delivery one during time. the course of the day. Okay. You get them for the whole day. Personalized Mickey ears. Oh, that's something. And reserved viewing space for the parades and fireworks. Okay, so let's go through all of that again quickly. <laughs> okay. Want me to read them all again? Yes. <laughs> you have the private and shaded seating, so the cabana. You okay. You sit in the cabana whenever you want. Okay. Uh, I'm tired. Let's go sit in our cabana. Okay. Cold beverages and snacks. Doesn't say, uh, I'm assuming I'm Up to eight? Up to eight people. <coughs> A lockable storage trunk. Yeah, electronic device charging stations, That's whatever. Nothing. That's just sunscreen, power. hand sanitizer, insect but repellent. Five dollars each. A small refrigerator, one fruit basket, the delivery of the ice cream novelties, okay. personalized Mickey okay. ears, and reserved viewing space for all the parades and fireworks. My guess is it's all day. I mean, one of these cabanas could go for a couple hundred dollars, on, even on a beach. Um. The rest of that stuff, you know, eight personalized Mickey ears is another couple hundred dollars. <laughs> um, and then there's other little things in there. The ice cream should be about, about, about 600 bucks. $649. Hey. Not bad. <laughs> I get Not credit bad. for that. I was outright. I mean, who on God's green earth is going to rent? So you're, you've paid $100 to go sit in this park, to go tour the park. Now mm. you're going to spend another $650 for a seat and a couch? I mean, why aren't you going into the park? Why would you do this? It's not like a beach where most of the appeal of the beach is just relaxing and sitting. That's the appeal of the beach. Yeah. And, and you could go into right. a cabana and enjoy the you know, cocktail drinks. And They're the also a hell of a lot nicer than a tent yes, you gotta see these concrete. Things. I mean, this is hideous. Um, oh, my God. But who would spend... I mean, these same, so so you're now look, let me just see the people who could afford this are <laughs> essentially the people who are staying at the Grand Floridian Polynesian anyway right spending right. $500 a night on those rooms right 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 so we're going to spend another $650 to get another room right inside the Magic Kingdom it's ridiculous it is um, <laughs> it is stunning I mean maybe if they put a bed in there and you could stay overnight I could see it <laughs> I mean I'm, I, I, I came close on the price only because I was thinking of you know what just sort of comparing it alongside of like what cabanas uh, are in other areas, um, you know, in, in the, on the beach and stuff like that. I know they're usually a couple hundred bucks for a whole day. Well, that's fine, but the appeal and, and I, I can understand people but they're doing not, that. But they're going to think you're 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 in you're in Tomorrowland. It's just as good as being on the beach in Bora Bora. You know, that's their view yeah, of these things. I understand that the appeal of going to the Magic Kingdom is a different thing than the appeal of sitting on a beach. From nine o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night in Bora Bora, it's a different mindset. Well, I get it. It's stupid. How many of them are there? Uh, I, I saw about three or four from the picture I saw. That's it. 
Well, they're, oh, this a, is we're only testing them out. So hopefully, Ooh, okay. So, so hopefully, test. people will be not go anywhere near this, and we'll get rid of these freaking tents sooner rather than later. But is, anyway, are we done? Yeah, let's talk okay, about it. Okay, so now it's time to go back to the Animal Kingdom and let's discuss Avatar. Obviously, there was a um, D twenty. I'm uh, sorry, Destination D event, yes. as we mentioned already, and in that event was a um, Joe Rody, James Cameron. Correct. He was there. Um, discussion? Uh, actually, you know, from what I heard, it was quite awful and awkward. Um, they made it, they were almost in character. So Joe Rody came out and talked about how he had just come back from Pandora oh, on an, no. a, an expedition. Joe. James Cameron was, I mean, everybody I saw who, on Twitter who was actually there said James Cameron was very, almost obnoxious, like talking down to people. Most of the people I would follow who were there on Twitter were, this is like, Awkward. <laughs> yeah, they don't like James Cameron. Anyway. So, no, he's a horse's ass. But I mean, they they threw Joe Rohde to the wolves here with this. He had to pretend that he just came back from Pandora, uh, nice on an expedition, just like you know when he went to uh, Tanzania and when he went to Nepal, you know, okay. for for real lands of, of animals. <coughs> so let's discuss the news. The first thing yes. that was obviously important was we have an opening time. Uh, uh, we've zeroed in a little bit. We've zeroed in. Summer 2017. Which is sooner than I think you and I both thought. Yeah, I assumed probably by the holidays. I, I don't know if it was. Yeah, I was for... thinking winter of that so year. So I'm assuming by saying summer that they're at least hoping to have this thing open for the big July 4th push. I'm assuming. And they're saying that everything will be open. And they're saying <coughs> everything will be open. That's exactly what the, the, the okay. initial announcement uh, said. So we weren't, we're not phasing this in. Nope. We're not opening one ride. Well, at least the that's one. what they're saying so far. And the good right. thing is I'll probably be there in late August. So I'll, I'll be, you know. Be nice. There. Yeah, that'd be a good time. Hopefully it'll be open. Right. Um, I mean, technically it could open September 21st and still be summer 2017. But I'm assuming they're going to want it for the, they're thinking the, you know, July anyway. What I would suggest for listeners to do is uh, go to jomboeveryone.com. That is our blog. And uh, Mike has a posting from Monday, November 21st, where he uh, rolls this stuff down, but also yeah, in the next couple of minutes, of we're gonna, we right? Heard. Also in the next uh, couple of minutes, we're going to talk about some um, concept, uh, new concept uh, uh, artwork, right? <coughs> and uh, it'll help if you can reference through there. Right. We'll get to them in just a second. Um, there is also some news about the the backstory. Sure. So it takes place a, a, about a hundred years after the Avatar movie. So the apparently I, I guess the bad guys in the movie the you know the, the humans were part of the RDA I think is what they refer to some sort of an acronym for something that war occurred a hundred years before this so you'll see even in the concept art there are pieces of like you know war machines and helicopters that crashed <laughs> or whatever that are kind of mixed into the land a bit, little bit and have started to have been taken over by nature much like the Maharaja Jungle Trek. And we have a little more information also about um, the the land itself. Uh, the bioluminescence is going to you know not be on during the day. It's going to pop up after nighttime. All like, yeah. part of the sort of awakening thing right. for uh, for the night. Uh, we know a little bit more about the floating mountains. I think right. Mm -hmm. um, how that's going to be incorporated? Yeah, they made up some sort of element that makes them float. You know, the, the name of the land is the Moara Valley, which is what we presumed, remember, from the um, pins that we talked about a few episodes ago that right. were released that had this 
uh, word, the Moara, Moara Valley and stuff. So right. That's, so that's confirmation they, of that. That, that the pins, that, yeah. That, that that's the actual name of the of the area. Um, you'll be able to walk around the rainforest that kind of surrounds the floating mountains. Uh, that's the valley that you're in. So there'll be uh, walking trails <coughs> to see some of the forests and uh, presumably some of the bioluminescence. So the, we, we learned some of that stuff. We also talked more about some of the specifics of the big e-ticket uh, item, correct? The flight of passage. Right. Yes. They they basically said it's going to be a thrill ride. They they said you will be, they said, they use this phrase, you will be straddling a banshee. So I don't know how many people that means. Is it one person per banshee? I'm, I'm not sure. This is going to have to be a whole lot of these <coughs> pretend critters right? Um, in, in the theater that uh, you're going to be flying over. Presumably that's... That'll be the conceit. Hey, there's a flock of these things. Right, jump right, on board. Right. Uh, there will be 3D glasses. Uh, they said that um, part you will be part of the Avatar program, so you'll become part of, I guess, the, uh, oh, the Banshee. You know, I didn't know what you meant by that, but now I guess what I'm they presuming mean. that's what that. I mean, that's basically what. It, and you'll be in <clears throat> communication with the Navi <coughs> as you become part of the Avatar program. I'm assuming the av- being part of the Avatar program means like the way they sort of embodied right. Put their brains right, into the right. so I guess bodies you'll, of a you'll Navi. You'll be Navi. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. But, you know, there'll be 3D glasses. It sounds kind of thrill ridey. I mean, more thrilling. I think we talked about this. Yeah. And more thrilling, I think, than Soren, uh, just by their description. I mean, if you're... Imagine riding almost like a, a um, you know, a, like a wooden horse uh, uh, flying over in Soren. I mean, just by osmosis, that has to be more thrilling. So that's uh, kind of what we learned a little bit about... We also, they also said that not only will you be going through the jungle and stuff, but you'll be going over the ocean and, and some other things. So let's go to this concept art. Okay. Um, we have three pieces in particular um, <clears throat> to talk about. One, which one you want to talk the about first? The first one is the store, which I guess is called Wind Traders. Yes. <coughs> Wind Traders is supposed to be the name of a tribe of Navi who uh, are... As the name suggests, uh, traders, and they go all over the planet, wind. trading, <laughs> trading various things with people, and, and I guess the stores maybe where their you know wares are being sold. Right. There's a lot of art, um, you know, pretend Navi art apparently, which right. uh, uh, according to James Cameron, they don't use metals; they only use sort of like cloth and wood, and so there's a lot of okay, kind of it's, it sounds very Native Americany uh, to me. Um, but there's also, if you see the concept art, and when you go there, you see the concept art. Every little right. kid is walking around with a plush blue creature of blue some creature, type. Right. Um, I don't know how well they're going to sell, but at least according to this concept art, they're hoping to sell quite a bit. I mean, the first question that comes to my <laughs> mind is how long before there's a Rogue One, <laughs> a Star Wars section, and this, uh, you yeah. know, and a big giant area of um, Toy Story toys, Toy Story toys, <laughs> pins. Uh, all of those things are going to end up being in there. Um, it does look kind of interesting. I mean, it's it you know I, doesn't tell you much. I, I have to say, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer at this point. Go ahead. But You're the concept art really did nothing for me. No, me neither. Me neither. I mean, it's very kind of I don't know. There's thing. I mean, it looks like it would be really belongs in Star Wars land. Really, I it mean, does. A lot of it's Ma, what's it, Maz Kanata, whatever. Uh, yes, it does look very Star Wars. It's very. Yep. In a, it, it, but almost nondescript in a way. It's like we're gonna make it a Star Wars type of Native right. American thing, and here you go. I, I you know, whatever. 
<coughs> the next piece of artwork it concerns a restaurant. Satuli, I guess that's how you pronounce it, I Canteen. Um, they love to throw an apostrophe in the middle of these words. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know why, but um, and it's going to serve what they term very alien food. So the food that apparently the Navi eat are coming huge, three foot long kind of things, but they've adopted it. So for the American tourist palate, I have no idea what this means. Navi dogs? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm, Blue burgers? I really don't know. It's not. I mean, I I had assumed that they were going. This is going to be like a burger and hot dog stand because, you know, the tourist yeah trap would be running it kind of you right. know by the conceit of the land. But they're saying they're going to be using, you know, interesting cuisine. I don't know. We'll see. It, the building itself looks a little bit like Restaurantosaurus, but uh, kind of. The, yeah. The, the, but but I I do like how much they're detailing this. If they're yep. going to really go into this amount of detail, they are they are doing some interesting detail work here for sure. Yeah, and and again, um, I mean, none of this comes from the movie. No. I mean, these all these buildings and stuff. They are which making should this be up. a relief to those of us who right who aren't fans of the film. Which makes it to me makes me feel again like you're on a, a Star Wars planet. You know, like they bust this out for some, you know, one of the movies. Like it really looks. Yeah, like it really does. It really you know, does. Like a looks, couple of scenes from you know Star Wars yep. Nine took place on this. It really does. <laughs> this yep. forest moon or whatever. This could easily have been and, and, and Ewoks. outside of Maz Kanata's castle, like right you said. or whatever. Right. Um, so, I mean, the the canteen was a little bit more interesting, I think, than the store. Um, and then they have this bar, which is called, let me get the name of it, Pangu Pangu, I think, or something along those lines. Is that what the other piece is? Yeah, that's what the other piece is. And that is... This is outside the bar, I guess I'm seeing? Well, I'm, I, I, it might be just a drink stand. Oh, um, okay. I mean, it might be nothing more than a, a, another Dawa bar. Um, it looks like it was built in part on the remnants of one of the old war vehicles from the war from right, years right. ago. Right, right. You see, uh, yeah. So I think that's what they're going for there. They're trying to incorporate that kind of aspect to it. Um, really, I, you know, whatever doesn't really doesn't really do anything for me. But again, a really interesting building. A lot of very detailed building. Um, I noticed there's a cast member holding a. Uh, pretend animal there. Yeah, um, I mean, we'll see if they do that, too. That might be somewhat interesting. One thing you pointed out is that there's not going to be walk-around Navi animatronics well, they, or walk-around yeah, Navi they, characters. They so. said that, yeah, which so. it was always going to be hard to pull off. I don't know how they would do it, you know, because <coughs> they the could Navi pull like, off what? Divine Mike. They could pull off anything. Well, Navi are like eight or nine feet tall, right? Weren't they like super tall in the yeah, movie? Yeah, even bigger and than that, I think. And they barely wear anything, so it was, right. wasn't going to really work, I don't think. Um, but there will be Navi in the land. Well, in the in the rides, right? And they showed right. you. Okay, so uh, clearly special the teachings. highlight of this. Uh, yeah, and so the the I'm just making sure that I didn't miss miss anything here. Um, so the only thing I would tell you is the only thing that I think we kind of skimmed over <coughs> is they made an effort to uh, talk about conservation. Yeah, but we've talked about that before, right? Like, I, like we, I, I, True. I we, we we've known that that's that's going to be the case. Um, and finally, the showstopper was... This was uh, the highlight. This was me. the highlight was a headshot uh, video, short video, right. of um, just from the neck up of, a, of the... Nov this is going to... I guess this is going to be the shaman that we've been talking about, the audio animatronic shaman that we've been talking about in the boat The ride. shaman of songs, she's okay, called. The sh shaman of songs. And we knew, this was, that we knew there was going to be a shaman... 
in this Navi mm -hmm. river journey thing. Um, and they showed a quick thing of it speaking. And what stands out in my mind is, um, Mike, you showed it to your daughter who is in sixth grade. And she said, that's a robot. Seventh grade, but that's okay. Seventh grade. She said, that's a robot? Yeah. Like, it just looks... Like a person. Fantastic. I mean, it looks like a person in a costume. Like, I remember the first time I saw the Jack Sparrow AAs in Pirates of the Caribbean and thought to myself, wow. This is way Those beyond are really that. good. This is way this beyond This is that. way beyond. This yeah. is... I don't know if you're a fan of this show, but it's a it's a very good show on HBO called Westworld. No, I have never That's, seen it. That is essentially robot, you know, <laughs> human-like robots... Um, in a kind of like a, a theme park where you you know walking around the old wild west and right. you interact with robots and obviously they're actors really but they're supposed to be robots and I'm thinking to myself man we are not that far really from Westworld I mean this thing looks like a person just the way it moves right. the way it acts the way it talks because there's like a little scene where she like says a few things in Navi or whatever right? or says a couple things <coughs> and then turns to the side well was that good like it, right, like they, right, like like they caught it, like uh, you know, making sure she was okay with the with the right. Like she read her lines right, and it just looks like a person who was you know put on makeup and said you know was that okay? Amazing. There's it's two, amazing. There's two things that I'm blown away about. One is what we just discussed. The other is that they created and put so much effort and so much technology into this one, mm -hmm. <laughs> as opposed to. You know something else. I mean, they—they're they, really—they're really all in here, right? I mean, I, I mean, don't know that, how many of them the are development like that. of that is incredible, and and maybe the the good part about it is that this is hopefully technology. I mean, we all thought this about the Yeti too, but we're we're hoping that this is technology that can be turned into other places, right? Um, and could be used in future rides. I mean, look at that audio animatronic and think of what you can do. In Star Wars land. Sure. With that. Right. I mean, you can have an audio animatronic of... Chewbacca. Yoda. Or whatever. Right. It talks like that. I sure. mean, it would be amazing. It would be great. Incredible. So that's very exciting. I yes. mean, it's not just exciting for that. I don't think any of us are really excited about this <laughs> I'm excited about this by the character. technology. Sure. The technology yeah, not the is nothing short of extraordinary. If the, right. Especially if the rest of the movement of the body... I mean, we're only seeing the head... Leads me to believe that, uh, you know, that the rest of it isn't finished yet. And we don't, you know, who knows. Uh, but it's just so darn good. Um, <clears throat> I guess, Mike, before Even we go. The rest of the body doesn't move that much. You just talk, interact. Yeah, I mean, who I mean, knows? it's just got to move its arm around it. or something yeah, like that. The way it speaks is just so amazing. Right. Um, so, and the first thing that came, I, I tell you, the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that was an audio animatronic of Yoda talking to you. Like, it's interesting. Like I didn't that. think of that. I bet, um, I mean, cause it, yeah. You know, because it kind of fits that aesthetic. Uh, you know, Yoda talking to you about the Force and stuff. Yeah. It could be amazing. The I mean, there's so much you can do. If the first thing I thought of was just you almost see the evolution of uh, audio animatronics. And every once in a while, you get blown away. Like, the first time I was blown away was <laughs> when we saw the Wicked Witch of the West. I was just going to say the witch. Ride. Yeah, that was the first she one. She was like really a got. step up from anything you yes. ever saw before. And then, the, like I said, the Jack Sparrow, right, um, in Pirates of the Caribbean, that was a step. When he was, you know, on the side, right. like looking around and stuff, he was like, "Wow, this is the next step up." It's like, yeah, 
I would argue the well, Yeti was also one of them. Uh, obviously, okay. it failed, but it, you know, it's 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 sheer it's yeah. sheer extraordinary size was sure. something you didn't think they would be able to sure, do at that sure. level with an animatronic. Um, so before we go, yeah, we have a lot of information here, <clears throat> uh, a lot of new stuff. Has it moved the needle for you at all? Um, <laughs> I mean, do you do you? You, you seemed kind. I mean, obviously, very positive about the animatronic. Positive about the animatronic. N- negative about the about lukewarm, the... or to even negative about the rest of the stuff. A negative might be too strong of a warm. Or lukewarm. I was like, whatever. I mean, there's the, uh, the 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 restaurant seemed kind of interesting aesthetically. The other two things, not as much to me. Uh, like the store just seemed very kind of what you know run of the mill the the bar right. I mean I don't know I'd, again I have to see it in person really to to judge it's hard on a piece of concept art the walk around areas um, that they're showing I, I I like what I'm seeing there because okay. I think that it, it it's it's sort of shaping up to be something that will be interesting regardless of your feelings in the film yeah no I, I agree <coughs> with that and I, I'm very excited about the animatronic. They also spent some time talking about how you'll be inter- be able to interact with the plants and stuff like this, right. like an interactive fungus in the ride of flights. Yeah, they did the mention that. Of the it was, was strange. So that kind of stuff fascinates me. The animatronic blows 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 it out of the water. It's like a home run. Yeah, I mean, just um, amazing. You got to you got to look at it. We amazing. don't we don't have a link to the video, but it's out there. Um, I, yeah, I think I did. Didn't I link it at the? Uh, I'm almost positive I linked it in the article. Okay, so maybe it is at some point in the article. But yeah, it, I'm almost it, positive. Is, it, it, it's yeah, you did. It's just incredible. I mean, it's just, you, you got to see it. Yeah. So I guess that's it, huh? That is it. All right. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Please follow Mike on Twitter, at John Blow, everyone. You could follow me as well. I'm at Radio Harambe, though hardly ever there. Um, you, But what I do suggest and um, do encourage is if you have any questions or any comments you want to make about the show directly to us, um, you certainly can email me at everyone at gmail. Dot com. Um, I guess that's it. We're going to have a new show coming up in, in the not too distant future. We do want to wish everybody a great holiday weekend. If you're Happy listening to this, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure you're listening to this after Thanksgiving because I'm not 100 percent sure I'm going to be able to get it out before Thanksgiving. Yes, you will. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try, but uh, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. If, you, if, <laughs> if I don't, uh, I guess that's it. So for Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Guarini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. <laughs> Now, do you know? Now, who do you?